0: Well, as Jesse said in the children's sermon, we're going to talk about a light subject today. We're going to talk about divorce. So, uh, anyway, I want, to, I want to preface my remarks by saying that this really is a serious subject. And I know that uh, many of us have been affected by it. And I know that there is never a good time for divorce, but sometimes there is a necessary time for divorce. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Mark chapter 10. I'll be starting at verse 1, not verse 2. Consider the word of the Lord. He left that place and went to the region of Judea. And beyond the Jordan. And crowds again gathered around him. And as was his custom, he again taught them. Some Pharisees came, and to test him they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. He said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another, commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me gracious and loving God God who created the heavens and the earth and all that's around us remind us today that you wish to touch us all that you wish to show us not what is permissible but what is possible may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight our strength and our salvation. Amen. Well, I started with verse 1 because I wanted us to know where this was taking place. It's taking place there by the side of the Jordan, it says, and I want us to recall John the Baptist. This was this was possibly close to where John the Baptist baptized people. And y'all all remember what happened to John, right? John lost his head because, because why? He told Herod that he was doing the wrong thing by marrying his brother's wife. That was the preaching that got him in trouble, shall we say, uh, because of uh, Herod didn't want to hear that. Neither did Herodias, presumably, and, uh, and John ended up. So the Pharisees, as they, as they often try to do, We're trying to trap Jesus. That's what the Scripture says there. Remember the time that the Pharisees tried to trap Jesus. They said, you know, if a woman marries a man and he dies and she marries his brother and he dies and she marries his brother and he dies, you know, at this point I'm always thinking maybe she should find another family to marry into. (laughs) But, But anyway, anyway, so of she marries the fourth brother and he dies and the fifth and the sixth and finally marries the seventh brother. They said, well, uh, in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? And, uh, and Jesus said, he said, what? He said, no, we aren't given in marriage in the resurrection like that. But he said, you know, what did he tell them? He said, Y'all are mistaken. Are you even asked this question? Why? Because you don't know the scripture and you don't understand the power of God. And that's what he told them. And then there was another time. There was another time, right, when they said, Is it lawful to pay taxes unto Caesar? Trying to catch Jesus there. So here we are, close to the area where John the Baptist had. had done his preaching and baptizing, and they're trying to trap Jesus again. They're saying, is divorce okay? And Jesus says, what did Moses say? And of course, the Pharisees immediately hop back to uh, Deuteronomy 24, chapter 1 through 4. But notice what Jesus does. And if you think about it, throughout the Gospel, through, through, throughout the New Testament, notice what Jesus always does. He goes back to God's will. That's what he does. He says Moses wrote that. Why? Because of your cardiosclerosis, hardness of heart. That's, that's what he said. That's why That's why Moses wrote that. Because you, you might want to dump your wife, right? You know, at, 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 in Jesus' time, in Jesus' time, we have to remember, women had, were in a much lower social position than today. Much, much lower. And if a woman was left without a husband, most of the time, she had no way to provide for herself. She had very little status in a society. Now, there were two schools of thought in Judaism in Jesus' time. There was a there was a, regular, a rather conservative school of thought, and there was a more liberal school of thought. You know, things don't change much, do they? Uh, so the, the more conservative side said the only proper uh, grounds for divorce was if the woman committed adultery. didn't matter what the man did, right? But uh, but if the woman committed adultery. Uh, The liberal side said basically, if you don't like the way your eggs come out, you can get rid of her, right? So, uh, sort of deal, you know, which was taking it to the other extreme all the way. Jesus said, you know, He didn't say this in this passage, but this is what was going on. God sent me here to transform you, to touch you, to change your hard heart to a heart of flesh, to get you to stop being preoccupied about what you know or what you think you can do or maybe being a perfectionist. God sent me here to touch you so that you would see what's possible, not what's permissible. Not what's permissible at all, but what's possible. And what's possible, Jesus told them, was for us to live in the very kingdom of God. In the very kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, people don't lie to each other. And the people of God, in the kingdom of God, people don't steal from each other. In the kingdom of God, people don't say bad things about each other. It's God's will for us to live that way. Jesus pointed them to what was possible, not to what was permissible. And then back in the house, back in the house, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he says what? He says, if a man divorces his wife, he commits adultery against her. Because you see, Jesus knew most of the time that, that men dumped their wives. Their, uh, their real reason was a selfish one whatever it might be, and for many times that was leaving their wife for another woman. But notice what Jesus does. Jesus taught like few, if any, people in his time were teaching. He said if a woman divorces her husband, well, in our Jewish law, women couldn't divorce their husbands. But Jesus said, men and women are equal, right? They're equal. They both have the same responsibility. They both have the same rights. That's what he was trying to teach his disciples so that they too could go on and touch other people. So that they too would know that the kingdom of God was at hand and was possible for everybody. For that's God's will. That's God's will for each and every one of us. Jesus also knew how hurtful and damaging adultery was. And what a horrible cost there was on the family and society in general whenever divorce took place. But again, because of our human flaws, our sinfulness, it's not always possible for us to stay married. And sometimes divorce really is the necessary thing to do. It is sometimes the necessary thing to do. But Jesus wanted His disciples to know that men and women were equal in the eyes of God. After all, if two become one, one is pretty equal. There isn't, there isn't one side ruling over the other or vice versa. Next, Mark tells us that some people came along bringing their children to Jesus because they wanted Him to touch them. They wanted Jesus to touch the children and bless them. I tell you, every time I read Mark, every time I read this passage and certain other passages, I'm just amazed, and this is great. Look at who's keeping the children from Jesus. His disciples. His disciples. Wow. And He says to them, don't stop them. Don't stop them. I wonder in my life how many times I've I've stopped somebody from being touched by Jesus because of something I've done or said. I think about that often and i think it's something for all of us to think about jesus told us not to stop anybody from being touched by him and he says these little children he says people have to be like these little children to realize to inherit the kingdom of heaven how are little children well, there are, there are many many adjectives we could use to describe little children, but I'll throw out a few. One is I'll say they, they they are generally humble. They have humility about them. They're generally willing to do things when they're asked. They're trusting. They're trusting. And they're submissive. They're submissive to those that take care of them and are around them. These are the characteristics that we need to emphasize and develop and strengthen to realize the kingdom of God around us at all times, as it is at all times. Humility, willingness, submission, trust. Trust, absolute dependence upon God you see, the Pharisees, when we started when we started out this conversation with Jesus, who were trying to get Jesus in a trap. Why would they want Why would they want to trap Jesus in the first place? They wanted to trap Jesus because he was challenging their way of life, the way they wanted to do things. He was challenging their intelligence. He was challenging their willpower. He was challenging their system of trying to attain perfection. And he said, that's not how you do it. The way you do it is to become like a little child and accept God's love for you.